babe. Hello all and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Podcast. You're listening to One Profit Coach and One Educator talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication strategies, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here. How you doing today? You know, I'm really good. It's the afternoon again. So if you were watching or listening to last episode, we are loving the mid-afternoon. It's just a re- different recording vibe. Sessions. I love I'm not less... holding back yawns the yes. entire episode, oh my God. right? I'm, yes, because normally our calls are, are, are like recordings are like ten o'clock at night, um, because you know you got to do what you got to do. So doing in the middle in the afternoon is wonderful, but we're gonna have to sadly say goodbye to them after next week because you'll be back at work. Mm. Sad day. Mm. So we've got some big things happening that Sad we need to start day. talking about this month we are only going to be putting out two exclusive episodes for grand fam instead of four. Mm, why? 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 Guys. Wouldn't you like to know? What do you, wouldn't you like to know? We're actually in the process of coming up with something incredible. I'm that really excited about We're going to offer to you guys and it's not going to be on red circle. It's not. So we are in the process of kind of like taking the next step up. So if you're listening to this in real time, get ready. Okay. Um, after the fact, you probably already know about this. <laughs> so we're actually going to be creating something that's exclusive. That is its own product because what we really want is for like, listen, you can read as many books as you want on finances and on what the next steps that you should do and what overarching things that should be done. And okay, so what action have you taken as a result of it? Right. And so we thought we would create a product that would help you understand the exact steps that you need to take every single week, every single week, right? Imagine if there was a to-do list every single week that you needed to be like, do this, do this, do this, do this between you and your spouse to help you with your finances. And if you did it, if you followed every task list and you listened to the reason why you do this task list, um, you would, by the end of a month, two months, three months, be in a completely different place financially than you were when you started. And so we thought, you know what, instead of filling it with like a bunch of fluff, not that our stories are fluff, like we like our stories and all that stuff, but what you're looking for is actual action steps. So we thought we'd package and create exactly what we did to be able to pay off $76,000 in 28 months to be able to have a sustainable business model that's debt free, to be able to, um, you know, create like our, our real estate profile, like this is our first space that we're gonna be renting and there's gonna be more from here on out. How did we get to this place from two educators who were making $60,000 combined um, with $76,000 worth of debt and no clue what to do with their money to a couple that is connecting with each other, has very big dreams and goals, is taking every step and every precaution to make sure that they are building a legacy with their finances, with their communication with each other. How do you get there? And we're literally packaging it up, and every single week we're telling you. How so no to worries, do. the podcast is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. You're still going to get content. We have this podcast mapped out for the oh, next for six years. months. <laughs> for years. For years. Okay. For the next years. six months, we have content. We have themes. The fact of the matter, though, is these episodes are upwards to an hour plus long, mm-hmm. and for a lot of people taking in that many episodes, that much content every single week. It's, it's tough for them to it's keep up tough. with. Yeah. So we're absolutely going to keep this going. There's still going to be exclusive content. So if you're a part of GramFam, absolutely stick around. We'll still be putting out episodes for you every month. But pocket coaching, like mm-hmm. you said, is that short blast. It's short and sweet. It's succinct. It's, it's actionable. Yep. It's going to get you from point A to point Z. Listen to the podcast. You're going to hear great things. Oh, yeah. The it's things that we talk going. about, the content that we talk about, yep. it's great. It's amazing. But we wanted something that was almost like a syllabus because, you know, yes. we got that teacher in us. We want to give you some curriculum, something that's just like do this, 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 and you will reach success. Yep. Hands down. Hands down. So, yeah. So more information to come on that. We could totally talk a whole 
episode just about it, but we're not going to. Um, there's more to come and there's more to record. So when we get to that point, you will know. Um, and you definitely want to make sure that you take advantage of it. It's so useful. And I'm really excited that we came up with an idea of creating this product because I think it's really going to help a lot of people give them a very accessible way to to reach the desired wealth that they want. You want to talk about a great episode. Today we have a great episode for this podcast. So if you're listening today, you're going to walk away and you're going to be ready yes. to get to work. To get Because we're work. talking about a lot of the things that hold you back from taking that next step or that first step, whatever mm, it is. This is a good one. You yeah. have to get to work. Like how bad do you, we say it all the time, how bad do you want it? It's, it's a very interesting thing. So like we talked a while ago in one of our exclusive um, episodes about motivation versus discipline. And it's a very good episode to listen to if you're on GramFam. And if you want to know more about that, just check the link in the, like link in the description. Um, because this is the deal. Like we can motivate ourselves to death right? Like you're going to be on your deathbed going, I know exactly what I need to do. <laughs> like I knew what I needed to do to be successful. I just didn't do it, you know, or I didn't follow through with it. It's that discipline that marries. That's really the, the, the engine behind it all, right? Like that's the thing that's going to keep you going no matter what you have to stay disciplined. So, um, this kind of goes right into it. Like how bad do you want it? Are you willing to do the, the tough, make the tough decisions. The people who are actually successful are not successful because they took the easy way out of being like, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to sit back and be lazy and chill. Like, no, they made tough decisions. They made tough decisions. So here's where we're going today. I want to quickly remind people where we've been our last couple episodes mm -hmm. and take us into our first point. So our last freebie that we gave away the previous week for all those listening were the benefits of budgeting together yep. with your spouse. And if you didn't listen to that, it's an incredible listen to find out the importance of working together with your spouse and how much more you'll accomplish with them than without. Yeah. And for GramFam, we broke down the difference or really the positives and the negatives of cash versus credit. Yeah, that was a good episode too. And we, we weighed each and we found out you know, really why we chose what we chose. And for you, it may be different. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and that's really important for you to decipher and really, I think, go to the core of it. Why do you feel like you have to do one thing or another? Is it because it feels like you get somewhere faster? Um, but is it truly there faster? And you might be experiencing it, but financially, are you behind, right? Anyway, Gotta have that end goal in mind. There's a lot of things in there. there so there's a lot, a lot of, of factors that contribute to inaction or a lack of taking action. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go over some of those common causes of inaction today. The yeah. first of which is the fear of failure. Man, that's a good one. <laughs> fear of failure is a significant barrier that can prevent people from taking that action. Mm -hmm. You know, the fear of making mistakes, of facing criticism, of experiencing setbacks, that can paralyze somebody. Yep. So much so that it leads to you not moving anywhere. And sometimes we can get blinded by our current situation and say, well, I would much rather be here in a place where I know what's going to happen. I know what the next step is than take the leap of trying something different. Because what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And a lot of times the mind will create all of these crazy circumstances of what could happen and it hasn't even happened, right? Like I've heard one thing where what if you, instead of thinking about what could happen, what if, like the, the, the negative, what if you thought about, but what if this happened, right? In the midst of all of that, what if this happened, would it be worth it to you? And now honestly, like that's a, that's a, it's a thousand That's percent a my mindset right now. So if you're not familiar with where I'm at, uh, I'm currently looking for part-time jobs mm -hmm. on top of my full-time job in education because I'm just not satisfied. Mm -hmm. I'll never be satisfied. I want more I will never be and I want satisfied. things faster. And I know that you have a business that has no yeah. ceiling on your income. For sure, you can go out there and get it. But my, my job has a ceiling. Yeah. So the only way for me to make more to contribute to this partnership, to this power couple that we are, is I have to go out and find additional work, right? Yeah. So we've created this work together with the podcast and with the pocket coach and all that. And I love that. And yeah. I'm not done with that. I want to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. But I also want to hustle on the side too. Yeah. So if I had this fear of failure and I said, oh, well, 
you know, nobody wants me or nobody yeah. will take me for a part-time job or, oh, I don't have the qualifications for this job. Like I have a lot of the qualifications, but I don't have this part. Like they'll never take me. I'm just You're not going to, I'm not going to apply. Yeah. Like that's a terrible mindset. Like you yeah. can't have that fear. Like I love what you said. Like the, what if it does happen? What if it and does? And that's where I'm at. Like, what if I do get this part-time job? What if I do work 10 to 20 hours a week mm -hmm. remotely? Like, what can that do for us in the next month, the next two months, the next right. six months till years close? Like, we can do so much more, so much more quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. Than if we said, oh, no, it's just never going to happen. Let's just be stuck. I know for you, sometimes you have a oh, you, yeah. you used to have fear of failure with, like, you know, reaching out used to, to. <laughs> potential, <laughs> potential clients and having it that is, conversation. Like, it is hey. still something that I just, I made a post about it on my Facebook today. I hate selling. I really don't like you know, cold DMing. I don't like, you know, creating relationship out of thin air and like pitching. I don't like it. That's not my style. I don't like when it's done to me. Every person that I've connected with or purchased from or partnered with is because I've had a relationship with them via, and I don't know why I didn't piece the two together, networking, right? Simply because they might have known someone that I knew and they were like, hey, I know this person, you know this person. And that person was like, oh yeah, this person is amazing. She helped me with blah, 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 blah. I'm immediately gonna be like 10 times out of 10, hey, can you help me with this? Because so-and-so said you're amazing, so I'm gonna work with you. Um, Those referrals are a big that deal. Don't, that doesn't scare me in the least bit to ask that. Same, same thing, I've had two people come to me via referrals the easiest sales I've ever had to make because I made it work for me. But if you get, take me out of that environment, I am scared. Like I have that fear of failure. What if I ask them and they don't know me and they're going to shut me down and, oh, like this is for truth has happened many, many times. I asked 10 people if they wanted to work with me today and they all said no. Like I'm a failure. It sucks. Nobody cares about understanding their finances, which is totally false. Totally false. Um, that's just a part of, that's just a part of it. That's right. just a You've part. You've got to look at you it You decided as to be an entrepreneur, failure, rejection, all of that comes with it. But you also get the other side where you get amazing relationships. You get, you know, amazing results from clients that decide to work with you. You get to learn how to build a business that, I mean, there's, and not, that's not even including the fact that you're going to make money from clients that are perfectly aligned with you. That's just a part of the process to weed out the people who are not for you. It's just part of the process. It's all about planting the seeds. You yeah. talk to 10 people and 10 people said no, but you, you have to have that positive mindset and think to yourself, all right, they said no to me right now. Yeah. Right. There's, there's still a tomorrow. Like, yeah. yes, they're not in that place right now. They want to work with me. Mm -hmm. I'm amazing. I'm amazing. But they're just, they're not at that place right now. Yeah. So I'll connect with them again in a month. Yep. I'll connect with them again in six months or a year, right? When someone tells you no, don't think of it as this permanent yeah. forever. They'll never, don't ever talk to that person again because they'll never come back. It's no right now. It's no right now. Especially no can if be they're a yes still tomorrow. interacting. Like, that's the crazy part. If you're an entrepreneur, you understand this, right? Because not everyone has his ego. Like his ego is so intense. My ego is not that Just intense. A bit. He has been making, you know, pitches to these different businesses to do part-time work and he's like, "I'm amazing. Of course they're going to want me." That is not that's the furthest thing from my mind personally for myself. Like I have to hype myself up to get to that point, right? I did. I made my resume the other day and I actually sent it to you and I sent it to a few other friends and I was like, "Y'all, I'm read amazing. this yeah how good do i sound right it's so funny like and the thing is like i know that we've accomplished a lot if i write my resume i'm like wow i've accomplished a lot but i'm not accomplished what if they don't see? like i will immediately go there so you have to hype yourself up right but you can't let that fear of failure paralyze you from what could be like what a thief that you're going to let that the just just the unknown paralyze you from going after what you really truly desire because that happiness, that joy, that fulfillment you're gonna get from actually being able to achieve what you desire is 10 million times worth going through the valley. What is that movie that I've never seen where Ryan Gosling is like, what do you want? Oh, that's the notebook. That I can't believe I still haven't notebooked you. Yeah, no. It needs to I, happen. At this point, it's just not going to happen, I feel like. No, it's a it's a good movie. We're 20 I plus like years into our relationship and I've not been notebooked. Like, let's just... I, I feel like I need to notebook you. Nah, let's like, just move on. It's a good movie. And also Ryan Gosling, mm, chef's kiss. I mean, he's in Remember the Titans. It's true. He's that cornerback And also, I think exposed. he reminds me of you. Like, okay, can I tell you something that's a little bit off the cuff? Sure. 
So Barbie just came out not too long ago, right? And Ryan Gosling is married to Ava Longoria, who is the chick from Hitch that Hitch like has a romantic connection with. Yes. Okay. So that's in the movie or in real life in the movie. So that's she, she bounced from Tony Parker with the Spurs. Oh, is that who she was? That who she was? And now she's with Ryan Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Wow. Yeah. But they have like two kids together. Like they have like a whole family. Oh, wow. Yeah. So anyway, they've been together for a while. So anyway, so like T's and P's for TP thoughts and prayers for Tony Parker. (laughs) I don't even know who that is, but okay. It's okay. But anyway, T's and P's Eva. So anyway, so, so Ryan Gosling is Ken and Barbie and there's no like sex or anything in the movie, but he has to be very close to obviously Barbie. And so he's in a lot of like, um, what's it called? Interviews with her. And they'll ask him questions about like how pretty she is or what she think about this. And there was this one question that an interviewer asked Barbie, the chick who plays Barbie, Margot, And she said, Oh, you know, like we had a Barbie sleepover and the Kens were invited, but they couldn't stay because obviously like, that's not what Barbies are like. No, no boys allowed. It's always girls night. Um, and he, she was like, but Ryan couldn't come. And he was like, I didn't want to be there. Like, why would I like, I, I, what am I 10 years old? And he was joking completely. Like he was totally being like, no, I wasn't going to, I couldn't come, but he was just like, why would I? And he was just being stupid. But I was like, no, I understand that. I understand that vibe. That is a hundred percent what my husband would do. He would not step foot. Like, no, I don't want to be there. <laughs> I'm going to be home with my wife and kids. <laughs> yep. And it just reminded me, I was like, this is something that Daniel would say like 110 million percent. <laughs> And joke about it. Well, we are so far. <laughs> anyway, off that wasn't the route. that bad. That but was the, just... the point here is I was making is where he says, "What do you want?" Because there's a lot what of overwhelm want? and indecision, and that's our next point, okay. right? When that was faced... a good segue. People laughed, and oh, then they I'm got sure. to the second point. I'm sure. And if they're not laughing with us, they're laughing at us. So that's you know, fine. either way, I'll take it. Got to laugh. Got to laugh. <laughs> when you're faced with a complex or overwhelming task, people may struggle to know where to start, how to proceed. It's almost like they need pocket coaching. Mm. But this indecision can result in inaction mm. as individuals become stuck in their state of analysis paralysis. Yeah, oh God, my gosh, analysis paralysis is a real thing. Oh my goodness, guys! Don't, it even keeps you from sleep at night. It keeps you from. I'll wake sleeping. up the next morning and be like, babe. Like Goodness what time gracious. did you go to bed last night? She's like 3 a.m. I'm like doing Listen, what? So, okay. So that's only happened now, a couple it, it, of times. Yes. But it reminds me of my times. anxiety days. So I do understand, but go yeah. for it. But you can, you can literally analysis paralysis also comes with anxiety. Like you can be up all night trying to figure out something and you're going to be over analyzing to the T, like the tiny things. Like, what can I do? I could do this. I could do that. I could do, and I can't imagine the amount of people who are honestly, who are doing that all the time because of their cash flow, they're constantly indecisive because they just don't know where their money is going. Like they're just constantly like, oh my gosh, but if I move this from here, then this and then and then like they're they're like over here like the you know like the FBI dude with like all the red string. Like they're trying to figure out how to make it work, and they do that day in and day out, and that's exhausting. Like that is that is affecting your sleep. Like that might happen to me every once in a blue moon because of whatever situation that's going on. But my gosh, you're you're losing years of your life just being indecisive about what you know you want. Like it's it's worse than going to the the you know going to a dinner and going which one do you want and you're like I don't know I don't I don't know what I want and you're just like just choose one you can always come back later. <laughs> it's worse than that. It's you got to think about what you can manage in that moment. That has been a, a, a phrase we use often. Small. So something that can be overwhelming for us recently was all of these expenses that we've had this year that we've paid in cash. Yeah. But some of the deadlines, I hate deadlines. I hate deadlines. Some of the deadlines were coming up sooner Urgh. than we thought or had liked. Yeah. So you know, it started to become a bit overwhelming, mm-hmm. I would say, in our feelings about trips. Mm-hmm. On being, we're being vague very because vague. I have children in the background. Yes, but it was becoming a bit overwhelming with all these deadlines and these dates and these numbers, and we we're like, ah, you know, I think we need to make a decision. Uh, so you know, we made a decision because it was becoming overwhelming to postpone. Yeah, and coincidentally enough, here we are. At the time of this recording, just so yesterday, funny. a Thursday, yeah, we were heating something in the oven, and Kim's like, "Babe, this is taking a really long time for something <laughs> basic to happen." Like we were trying to melt some cheese on some tacos, 
And she was like, this take, does it always take this long? And I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a little bit of time. Give it some time. 10 minutes go by. I walk over and open up the oven. I reach my hand in and it is like lukewarm yeah. inside this oven. So turns out our oven's broken. Wah, just the inside. Wah, 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 uh, the top wah. burners still work. But yes, the inside is broken. So I'm, I'm just thinking how this could have been if we decided, no, we're doing this. That deadline's coming up September 4th. We need to have we're X amount of dollars for it. We're going to grind for it. And then something like life happens and yeah. your oven breaks. Like that would have just like thrown us in a frenzy. It would have, it would have been, it would have been annoying. And I would have been so like, that's the reason for my recent overwhelm and indecision and analysis paralysis is because I was just like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And we'd already made the decision. Let's just postpone it. Like it's not worth the energy to do this. This is not a money making. And that activity. wasn't an easy this decision. Is, no, we had to really my weigh gosh. the pros and cons of it. And you definitely had some. I had feelings. Some feelings for I'm about forty-eight so glad hours. We didn't tell them <laughs> because that would have been a really hard thing to break down. Um, but it was. It was. It was hard. It was not an easy decision. But again. The wealthiest people didn't make easy decisions to get to where they are. They had to make hard decisions. And this was a hard decision um, to delay gratification for being able to take care of the things that were top priority. But it was very manageable for us because we know the steps to yeah. take to navigate that. And not everyone does. Yeah. And I'm going to keep saying stuck. it. That's why pocket coaching is going to be so important for you. Yeah. You have to reprioritize when you're getting to that overwhelming space to reprioritize and have that like heart to heart with yourself and be, be the adult. Can we just, just call it like it is. You have to be an adult and adult decisions are not always the most fun decisions. It's, they're just not. <laughs> so you have to be the adult and say, okay, this is actually more important than my instant gratification that I desire from this particular thing. I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to have my little pity party, but I'm going to make the adult decision because I know that in the long run, I'm going to be better off for it. Future me six months from now is going, good job. I know that was a really hard decision, but I'm, I'm so proud of you. Um, and th that is, that's how you do it. Now you can't make those priorities very distinctive and figure it out unless you have direction. And a lot of people, what causes them to like not make moves is that they have no clarity and no direction. I was just talking to a client recently. She just emailed me and is like, I need to understand about my day-to-day -day budget. But also, should I give to my kids 529? Should I invest more? What about my taxes? And how much should I have in my savings? Should I have this much in my savings or this much in my savings? I'm thinking of doing $1,000 a month. And I think, I don't know what the whole, like, what should, what should I have in there? 50,000, 30,000, 20,000? That's a lot of questions in one email. To which I told her, honey, we can't do all of these things at one time. Unless you understand, and this is the thing, when you have no direction and you have no guide and no pathway to know this is step one, everything is procedural. This is step one. You have to figure this out first for the rest of the pathway to be clear. And for a majority of financial decisions, it starts with, do you even understand what the day-to-day -day needs of your finances are? Do you understand what's happening to your miscellaneous money? Do you understand like, this is how much money comes in. This is how much money comes out. This is how much we save on a given basis, on a given month. This is where, my, like, do you know those statistics off the top of your head? If you don't, that's where you start. And you make sure that you have a plan there so then you can actually create direction. But without that, you're going to constantly be in a state of, what do I do? What do I do? What right. do I do? You're never going to win playing fortune cookie finances. No. Cracking that sucker open, reading the label, and it says, um, invest in 529s today and your life will be great. <laughs> and you like, you're like, okay, I guess I got to invest in 529s. You crack open another fortune cookie. Put $200 to your savings because that would be wise. Uh, let me okay, put two hundred dollars. Crack up another fortune cookie. Pay off a debt. Like you're just you're just you were just picking glowing. and choosing. You're like okay, I I know all of these wise sayings. People have told me like I should have a savings or I should invest in my children or I should have retirement or I should pay off debts or I should leverage my debt or I should have credit cards for emergency funds or maybe I should have my own cash emergency fund or like yeah. You just there's so much there's too wisdom much and philosophies stuff. and knowledge out there. And if you're just picking and grabbing things like fortune cookies. You're not going to get you're anywhere. You're not going to get anywhere. All of those are good things, but out of the in the wrong order, you're going to be screwed. <laughs> and not consistent. 
right? And there's just different philosophies. Like, do you want the cash emergency fund or do you want the credit card emergency fund? Mm, we talked about that last week. And last episode, we, we did. We went, we went, we went. Do you want mm. a small savings? Do you want three month savings? Do you want six month savings? Do you want 12 month savings? Depends like, what, on the person, right? What? Yeah. And right. So like to your point, like saying like, oh, for open the fortune cookie. Oh, $250. That, that's what I should save today. And so then you're like really proud of yourself. But are you doing that on a consistent basis? Okay. You did it for one month. Great. Good for you. Proud of you. But if you're not doing that consistently, that 250 just did nothing. Like, so you, we have to have a plan. So without clarity or direction, you're going to be stuck. You're going to stay in the quicksand. It's just slowed it down a little bit because you maybe had a, a, an ounce of clarification, which again is why the pocket coaching mm. is going to be great. Right. There are a lot <laughs> because of Because we're literally going to tell you, this is what you do this week. This is what you do next week. And we're talking to you. It's audio. So we're literally telling you step by step, this is what you need to do. And there's also weeks in there that we've planned where we ask you to go back and make sure, not go back to the first episode, but like review to be like, are these still, are these still things great? Are these still, are these things still great? Are they still running well? Great. We're helping you build in the habits of being a good manager of your finances, not just doing it once and going, I did it once, so everything's fine, right? Like, no, you have to go back and you have to make sure everything is still running the way you want it to run. Right, without a clear sense of purpose or direction, it can be a challenge to take action, Mm -hmm. right? When individuals lack a specific goal or a vision, they can feel unsure about what steps to take, which results in inertia. They're just stagnant, they're just chilling. Just chilling. right? So there's a lot of ways to get wealthy. There's a lot of ways to get rich. There's a lot of ways to get broke too, but you have to have a pathing. You have to have stepping stones. (laughs) And to, to to that understanding of getting broke, right? Or becoming broke. I think a lot of us know that way. That, that's that I think a lot of us have practiced that. We could all write a book on how to get broke. You know, we should. How to get broke. It'll be a one pager. It'll be a one pager. (laughs) Don't listen to anything. Don't invest in any type of like coaching to help you support you. Just YOLO it. Just blow your money. Just blow it. Get a credit card. Like we all know the ways to blow your money and make horrible decisions. And I think that we lean more on those thoughts and tactics as opposed to the things that you should do to become wealthy. So what do you want? What, what do you want? Do you want to be wealthy or do you want to be broke? It really is that simple. This next one's going to hit a lot of people because this is how a lot of people got through. If they went to college, they got through their college programs and courses and even their masters. This is, this is a big word. Yeah. Procrastination. Yes. Oh, I wanted to say it together. Procrastination. Stop it. Procrastination. You're doing great. Procrastination. Right. Delaying or postponing tasks. You know it. I know it. You've got that paper that's due and it's due tomorrow. And you should probably have started it two weeks ago. But here we are the day before. And you're not even going to start it that morning. You're just going to think about, man, I really wish I should have started that a week ago. Like yeah. I wish I would have done this then because that would have been so much better than now. And then you sit there and you think about all day and you you go to lunch or whatever. You come back and you're like, OK, OK, OK. It's let me, still there. Let me let me come up with some ideas of what this is going to be about or whatever. And it's not till like after dinner and you're like, crap, it's like six o'clock at night and this thing's due by midnight. And then you start like yeah, typing. Okay. Procrastination. You know that person. There's a person listening to this. But then they're like, yep. I do my best work yep. when I procrastinate. I'm just going like, to say, that paper was actually gonna legit. Say, like, I got an A on that paper. Yep. They're going to be like, it worked out for me because I did it in the last minute. That Probably because work. your professor procrastinated and waited till the last minute to get the grades in. <laughs> and they're like, crap, well, this person wrote Dang. five pages. so It works. No, I feel like there's that is procrastination is a really big deal. I think anyone who went to university, you know, would say or like even even undergrad, even if they went to college or high school, they would say the same thing. Um, that sometimes that is sometimes where your best work comes in. So I think it's important to like peel back the layers. Why is that? Why is that? Is it because the deadline was looming closer that you worked even harder? So how can you use that same thought process and give yourself that like deadline of I want to, let's just say, for example, retire at the age of 40. That's what I want. That's my deadline. So I'm going to use that as my metaphorical it's due at midnight and I'm going to grind as hard as I can. Because, yeah, although it's going to be like me eating, you know, like staying up all night, having my glasses in, listening to music, getting in the zone or whatever. What do I need to do to make sure I have that same feeling 
in my finances so I can reach my goals even faster and then I can just chill. Like sometimes like, I don't know, but procrastination in general is that postponing of tasks. And I can't tell you how many people will know that there's a task up there. Like I should save money. I should understand what's going on with my finances. Um, I'll do that next month because this month I have a party and this month I have this stuff and I just don't want someone telling me what to do with my money right now. So I'll yeah, there's actually a law for that. It's called, I believe it's called Parkinson's Parkinson's law. Ooh. And basically what it means is if I got this word correct, I know that it's a law and that it's, I believe it's Parkinson's law, but basically however much time you allot to something, the work will fill that time. Yes. So if I give you a week to accomplish a task, it's going to take it. that entire week. Like mm-hmm. you're going to, fill that void of time with things to get that work done. So true. That same task, if I give you three days to do it, it's going to get done in three days. You know what's interesting? Uh, that's very true. And it's a lot of times those things that we think are going to take a long period of time to get like done. And then when we actually give ourselves the space to be like, I'm sitting it down, I'm sitting down, I'm getting it done. It, it really only takes like 30 minutes. So I, I find that happens a lot with... Um, um, I have clients and I tell them, okay, the first task I need you to do is go back 30 days and I need you to organize your income or organize your expenses. Anybody can do this. You should do this. If this was something that was like, hmm, I should do that. Nailed it. It was Parkinson's, Parkinson's law. law. Mm-hmm. Um, so good job. So they'll do it and they're so like, aware, oh my gosh, this is going to take forever. Oh my God. What if I'm not done by next week? And I'm like, so get it, get it done. Like I promise you it's probably not as bad. Get as much done as you can. And they, you know, get back in the DMs with me and they're like, oh my gosh, that only took like 45 minutes to do. That's it? And I'm like, yup. doesn't take as much time as you think it does. doesn't take that much time to budget like you think it does. So what you need to tell your clients is you don't have till next week, tell them by the end of the night. Right? I feel like I need, I need to, to just make that like space even like shorter to be like, I'm meeting with you in two days. You need to have this done by then. Make time for it. Because you can try and create time, but we know that hasn't been the case in the last however many years of you doing your finances yourself. So we need to give you that little bit of that procrastination medicine of saying, you've got, you've got 18 hours, get it done, you know? So, so whether it's lack of motivation or poor time management or your tendencies to prioritize your short-term gratifications over your long-term goals, yeah. procrastination is a real thing and it keeps it us from acting. It's stealing you. It's stealing your wealth building. Pretty, I'm like, going to apply for those jobs, but I'll, I'll do it later. Yeah. I still got a little bit more time. Oof. If you want uh, tips that from a power couple to another power couple of how we manage our day to day to be able to raise our kids, do fun things with our kids, build businesses, you know, how I manage my business with a team um, and how we're able to still have time for each other. That's right. Don't sleep. Don't just don't ever sleep. That's, just, that's the tip. That's the tip. We're just up all the time. No, if you know my no, wife, she gets that good I sleep. I love sleep. Um, we, have really, I feel like, I'm not going to say perfected, but we have done a really great job of creating a balance between us. And we should probably talk about that. If that's something in you're pocket interested coaching. in. Ooh, we could in pocket coaching, talk more about that. But speaking of perfectionism, right? That's another thing, right? So we have perfected this, but it's constantly something we're working on. It's not something that we're like, okay, but perfectionism that striving for perfection can either can hinder action as individuals may feel the need for everything to be flawless before taking any steps. Can I tell you, you know this, how many people will come up to me and go, I really would love to work with you, Kim, but I'm going to, I'm working on my savings right now and I'm doing a really great job. I'm yes. going to make sure I get this much in there before I work with you. Yes. We've talked about this. They're putting the cart before the horse, right? They're doing things out of order. It's backwards. It's, it's saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to lose some weight first before I hire that fitness trainer like, to help me lose weight. It's like, no, 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 no that's backwards. You hire the fitness trainer to lose that. You don't lose the weight and then go see the person. It's like, right. or, I'm going to get, I'm going to take care of my teeth first and, and then, then I'll go to the dentist and have them take care. Although I actually legitimately do that. I go, I need to make sure my floss game is on point. Cause I don't want to be bleeding everywhere yeah. when I go to see the, the cleaner. Yeah. But all that said, people are putting the cart in front of the horse, right? Yeah. They're like, this has to be absolutely perfect yeah. before I take that. In fact, you were telling me that the difference between, whether it's between you and I, or you know, maybe we're saying men and women kind of like generalizing here, but you were talking about resumes and how- Oh, women are, yep. 
or like they're applying for a job, but they're going to make sure that they mm-hmm. can cross off every, yep. you know, checkbox mm-hmm. for the qualifications for that job. Mm-hmm. And you were saying men may not do that. Literally case in point, you just said it like you've been like going out for jobs that you're like, Oh, I, I apply for everything. He found a job, a part-time remote job from Disney plus, And he was like, I could do that. Oh, just for Disney. Absolutely. And Although was that was really like funny. educational consultant. I was Which like, Oh, you totally could. I, like, could yeah. run, I could be a project manager and help you. Yes. But it was just really funny because like any job that he saw, even if he didn't meet all of the requirements, he was like, I could do that. I could do that. But females would most likely look at the job description or look at what's needed before you get in there. And they'll be like, Oh, but I'm missing this. I'm missing this. And we'll focus on what we lo- the lack of what we have and then decide that it's, that it's not enough. Like we're not going to be able to do that. So we opt for things that are lower. We opt for things that we completely 110% fulfill what they're asking for. And that is causing us to lose more money in the long run. Like we need to go for those jobs that we, if we fill a couple of those criteria and we know that we're teachable and able to learn, go for it. I love that people but, wait to get their money right though to see you. I was like, no, 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 don't wait to get your money right to see Kim. Like see her now, like you're wasting time. Like uh, she can help you get your money even better than whatever you think is right. Like whatever right. your right is, trust me, it's not as good as Kim's right. right. Like Kim will get you there, but you need to trust and believe mm-hmm. in the results that she's shown yep. to c- countless people. If, yeah, if anything. Stop waiting. If anything, I boost what you've already put in place that took you six months to figure out, I'm going to be able to boost that in one month to get you to a place where you're like, shoot, I what? I never would have thought of that. How many people were like, I man, know. I wish I came to you sooner or like every single client has said, man, I wish I came to you sooner. Like I was making so much money two years ago before I got into this point because I hired you and I was at like my valley <laughs> mm. and now that you're teaching me these things, if we had hired you and we were making bank we would still be making bank. What in the world? This, I'm so mad at myself. Like, right. People, it, it dry, like I hear it and I'm like, Oh, like, I'm like, thank you. But also, Oh, like I wish more people would stop procrastinating or waiting for the perfection and be like, I have to make sure everything is perfect. I have to make sure that the only criteria I have for my clients is that you have a stream of income whether that's from your nine to five, whether it's from your business, but there needs to be some consistent cash flow coming in because we, we can't build a system and then, you know, build a funnel or whatever for your business or for your cash flow. And there's no cash flow coming through. Right. That's the only criteria I have. And so I'm like, yo, oh, you're just, you're, you're waiting for it to be perfect. And I'm telling you, there is no such thing. There's no such thing. <laughs> you right. just got to do it. I keep talking about it, but it, it just goes hand in hand so well. Like how many people wait until they go to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, your blood sugar, your blood pressure, your whatever, like you need to exercise X amount of times a week or whatever. Yeah. And then people are like, oh man, I need now to get myself start. together, right? Mm-hmm. They wait until they're at that threshold of like they're in the valley or they're like they're plus 200 some pounds or whatever. And they're like, yep. how did I get here? Like I had that idea like, like 100 pounds ago. <laughs> but now it's like they've given themselves they got the bad news from like the dentist or the doctor right. and they're like, oh, now I got to go do something. Like don't right. wait until you're in the valley don't wait until you're in despair. Oof. Like take action now while things are good or while things are just like, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I would much rather the fact that an okay, I talked about this too in one of my, yeah, we hate that word. I hate the word. Okay. Cause it's so vague when you say I'm okay. You're vague. It's so vague that okay is keeping you from being like, Oh no, I know for a fact we are excelling. Here's how I know. I have facts, 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 facts. Here's all the numbers. Here's all the things. I know exactly where we are and we're doing fantabulous, right? You want to be able to be so specific about where you are in your finances and your business and all that stuff that, okay, what does that even mean? That's so vague. That to me is like, you're on the way to being broke. Everything is okay. No, it's not okay. It really isn't. Moving on. Now, sorry. You're a little spicy on the podcast, but the true Kim Graham is sweet as pie, right? And at times that can be a detriment to you yes. because at times it causes you to lack that confidence or that Mm -hmm. tenaciousness, Mm -hmm. that ferocity. Mm -hmm. Case in point, the other day you were in one of your networking groups and you were talking to the leader of that group because you paid money to be in this group. Yeah. You're a VIP in this group, which means you get to go live and say things mm-hmm. and advertise yourself and market yourself and whatever. And I remember you being in a chat with her and you were asking her basically like, is it okay if I, do? like 
like you almost like like walking on eggshells like is it okay if i do this is it cool if i do that and i i just i'm different than that he's so mad every time i have these conversations (laughs) i'm the type of person that's going to be like i paid to get in i paid to be here like i'm going to do this and ask for forgiveness later right you're asking for permission i'm asking for forgiveness like let me do this and just see what happens and see what people say and if i went too far i went too far like my bad I'll, i'll tone it back Whereas you, you want to make sure everything's okay before you take that aggressive step and say, uh-huh. let me put myself out there, right? So lack of confidence uh-huh. can absolutely be something that leads to an action. And if you want to know, right, if true transparency, the thing that keeps Kim, it's obviously not Dan, but Kim from growing her business to as big as it possibly could be, it's that, it's the lack of confidence. So I want you to know I'm with you on this one, right? But with this lack of confidence, you have an option. You can either say, okay, I'm going to act in spite of my lack of confidence and learn how to be more confident. Or I'm going to say, I just don't have the confidence to do it. I could never do it. It's just not something I'm going to do. And you decide to stay stagnant. And I refuse to stay stagnant because there's this other part of me that has these really big dreams and goals that I'm like, confidence sometimes has to move aside. So when I'm doing something like this, like this podcast, video podcast, nobody else is looking at me, right? So it's easy for me to say exactly what's on my mind and be able to say, that was dumb (laughs) because I'm not looking at a particular person. I'm not looking at a human being. But somehow being in a networking space where other people are looking at me, other people are hearing me, other people are going to gauge and create their own personal um, perspective of who I am, opinion about who I am. I take that very, I'm a people pleaser at heart. It, it, it's something that has to, I have to temper. I have to balance it. Like you can't worry about how everyone else thinks about you. You have to put your whole self out there and you know your, cre- you know your integrity and you know that you're a good person. You know that you want the good for every single person that's there. So say what it is you need to say. It might hurt some feelings, but I guarantee you it'll bring truth to a lot of those people. I have to say that verse to myself all the time. Whatever is truth, whatever is noble, whatever is kind, whatever is lovely, whatever uplifts or whatever it's the, the verse says. And I'm like, okay, if everything I say f- falls in line with that scripture, I can say it. And it doesn't mean that it's going to make you feel happy and butterfly and oh that was so nice of you to say all the time because when you are teaching and when you are um when you're teaching i guess it's the best way you can do it when you're correcting it it has to be said with love but it's gonna hit it's gonna hit hard and it might cause you to be like whoa i need to change some things and sometimes that juxtaposition is difficult for me but you have to decide, right? As a person in your finances, if you have lack of confidence that you could do whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's invest more, buy that home, make that decision, whatever it is, you have to decide, again, going back to how bad do you want it? And are you really going to let your lack of belief be the thing that causes you never to go full force after the things you desire? With a lack of confidence, it's either two things. You either are doubting your own capabilities of what you can do and what you can offer. And that I don't think is your issue. I Mm-mm. think you fully believe in your ability and what you can do. Or if you lack confidence on the other side of it, it's worrying about what others might think. Mm, yes. And that, for mm-hmm. you, it is your greatest strength. It is one of the reasons why I married you. I love you. Your just absolute concern for others and your care for others, like it is your greatest quality. Mm-hmm. But also it also can be a detriment, right? <laughs> it also 100% can be a detriment when you worry so much about what others think. And when people hire a coach, they don't want a cheerleader. Yeah, You can find cheerleaders anywhere. It's so you, yeah. you say this to me all the time. You're uh-huh. like, babe, I like talking to you about business and business ideas, but you're always like a yes guy. You're a hype man. You're always mm-hmm. like, oh man, babe, that's the best idea I've ever heard. And you're like, no, I just made that. I pulled that on my butt. Like, <laughs> I just made that up, idea. dude. It was a horrible idea. I was just testing you. And I'm like, oh, well, babe, the way you said it sounded incredible. Like, like no, you need to like. I don't want someone who's just going to coach me and yeah. hype me up and rah, rah, rah. Like, I want someone who's going to beat me down mm-hmm. and you know, For the betterment. Mm-hmm. mold me and forge me into something better. Right. Yeah. And I know I'm not going to be forged and molded unless I go through the fire. Like yeah. I, you know, I got to go through that to come out better. That's so, that's really interesting because that is, those are the coaches I go after, right? Every coach that I've hired, I'm like, no, I, I don't care if you tell me, I don't care if you hurt my feelings. I need it to be hurt because I, 
in order for me to get better, I have to know what I'm doing wrong. And I, I, that's why I'm paying you. So I don't know why sometimes that does not transfer Hurts over. Hurts so good. Hurts so good. Like seriously, tell me what I need to do. I want to be better. So that same thing has to come over to me too in terms of how I coach. And I've gotten a lot better. Like I've been able to tell some clients like that was a dumb idea. You probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and they're like, oh, and I'm like, I said it. That's what you hired me for. <laughs> so yeah, lack of comp. Don't let that stop you. Don't let that stop you. Another factor that can go into a lack of action or inaction can be external obstacles or limitations, Mm. right? Like limited resources or lack of support, logistical challenges, right? When individuals perceive significant barriers or constraints, they can find it difficult to take those next steps. Legit. I want to know, when we say external obstacles and limitations, my first instinction, my first thought process, my first visualization was someone who maybe, you know, lost their job, is on food stamps and whatever. And then I realized, and I'm, I, I think it's funny, I talk about my Facebook all the time because that's really where I hang out. I made a post a couple of years ago about this because if that's you, this podcast is not for you, right? And I'm not being like classist or anything but you have a lot of things that you're having to go through that you simply need to get yourself on a place where you have solid ground before you're able to put some of the things that we're asking you to do, put that to work. You can totally do it, but you, you, have, you have other things that you have to overcome and you might need other types of supports. One of the things that I said in this post was that I many times people think, helping people with their budgets is only for people who don't have money, which is completely and utterly false. I want to work with this podcast is for people who are making money and have a legacy mindset and have a mindset of, I want to change my community, my family. I want to change generations after me. Like they are legacy focused, but the things that they're doing with their money right now, the mindset of their money right now is not conducive to that lifestyle. Therefore, working with me, working with us, understanding how to communicate with your spouse around finances is only going to help you get to that legacy goal even faster because you have really good aligned understanding of your finances. So those obstacles for that type of clientele is gonna be different, right? The obstacles or limitations, I feel like in that regard are gonna be all in the head. Would you agree? Or do you think there are other obstacles? I think there is a resource that everybody hands down wants more of and they can never get enough of. And that resource is time. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, an obstacle for them and a reason for their inaction is I just, I I don't, I don't have enough time. I need more time. There's not enough time in the day. My business is thriving. You know, I'm making multiple six figures, but all day I'm on the phone with clients. I'm, yeah. you know, going from point A to point B to pick things up for my job or for my family. Like I just don't have time to take those next steps. And if you're that person, then you need to buy yourself time. Yes. You need to outsource right. and hire people to pick up you and your family mm-hmm. or to do your laundry or, and a lot of people are like, oh, well that's that's bougier. That's what, no, that's buying no, you that's time. That's buying you time. That's allowing you to have more time right. for your business or to be with your family. So mm-hmm. if time is an obstacle, you need to find a way to create, to make time. more of it. Cause yeah. it is finite, right? There's only yeah. 24 hours in a day and everyone's life has a deadline. Yeah. Sorry to say that kind of morbid, but it does. So you need to find a way to make the most time out of every single day Maybe that means you're waking up earlier. Yeah. Or maybe that means you're staying up later. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that means you're outsourcing to make more time during the day so that you can get things done for your business or during to be day. with your family. Right. Right. So for a lot of people, that is that that something that inhibits them from taking action. Yeah. Because they just don't feel like they have enough time. Mm. And how do you create all those things that you mentioned? The outsourcing uses a ca- uses liquidity. Like you need money in order to be able to create that space to have more time. But if you, it goes all the way back, but if you don't know where your money is going and you're feeling so overwhelmed with that on its own 
and you don't have a team of people to support you and you haven't outsourced that to be able to make sure that you're a good steward of the money that's coming in, do you really think that you're going to reach those goals smoothly to get to that legacy building or whatever? Like, no, you're not because you're, it's going to be really hard for you to outsource that. But understanding your finances gives you the ability to say, I can outsource. I can do this. I know I can live on X amount and I can outsource the rest of it, which gives you more time to then build that legacy that you are trying to build, gives you the time back with your family, which is priceless and it is worth it to do that. But because we are so focused on these limitations, these obstacles, we have created, we've created ourselves a box, basically, you know what I mean? A, a trap, a prison of like, it's man, I, I worked so hard building this business and I thought I'd have more time at this point, but I'm still feeling like I just created my own, I, I'm not in the corporate rat race, but I created my own internal rat race where I'm constantly in the space. That's not what you wanted. Yeah, so don't, let what's going on in your head and your lack of outsourcing, the right outsourcing, keep you from living the life that you desire. So the whole point of this episode of the podcast is to tell you to get to work. Yeah. There are a number of reasons that we're going over that you might be experiencing inaction right now and you're kind of stagnant and you're mm -hmm. not taking that next step. The final point that we want to make is maybe you're just in a comfort zone right now, mm -hmm. or maybe you're experiencing complacency. You're like, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm comfortable and we don't do comfortable here. Yeah. That's a bad word. Right. Because I mean, unless we're talking about when cozy blankets, when you start to get comfortable, you tend to end up broke, mm -hmm. right? It's the people that are experiencing discomfort yeah. in their business or that uneasiness. Those are the people that are, because what's happening is they're experiencing change, right? Mm -hmm. Change is not comfortable. Mm -hmm. But when there's no change and you're stagnant, that's when you start to experience that comfort. And people that are experiencing change are experiencing growth mm -hmm. and they're going through those growth pains and their business is growing and they're excelling and they're thriving and they're really pushing for that generational wealth. Mm -hmm. Right. People that are comfortable, like, ah, you know, I've got my job and my wife has her job and we've been working it for like 10 years. And, you know, it just kind of is what it is. We're happy with it. You know, we're we, comfortable. we pay the bills and, you know, it, we go on family if vacations you're satisfied with that, <laughs> I'm not telling you that you're wrong. Yeah. It's okay if that's your happy and that's you're comfortable, like cool. But we're talking about taking action. Yeah. And if you're looking to take action, Comfort and complacency might be causing you mm -hmm. inaction. Yes. And that doesn't mean that you can't have moments in, in time where you're like, wow, things are doing really well. Let's just stop and smell the roses. Absolutely. You should do that. But we're talking about leading you to being, being unable to move, right? Too much of one thing is never a good thing. Let's just talk about how many right? clients you have where one spouse is like, you know, I, I want to shake things up. Like I want to know this, this money thing. I want to know about my business incomes and outgoings. And then the other spouse is like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got a, we got a good thing going here. Like yeah. we, we've been doing pretty well. Like we've been married for like five, six, seven years or whatever. And we've never had any major issues. Like things like we're good. We're things good. are awesome. Why, why are you trying to focus on this money thing now? Like, why do you feel like you need to hire this coach to, mm -hmm. to take care of all this? Like, wh why don't you come talk to me? Like we're good. Yeah. Right. And it's one spouse is kind of in that complacent comfort zone. And the other spouse is like, no, like I, I'm tired yeah. of being comfortable. I have a like, bigger, I want to be uncomfortable. Like I want to change. I want to grow. I want to thrive. I want to yeah. be successful. Like I want to know this and it's cool if you already know this, but I want to know it with you. And the way you're trying to tell me and teach me ain't working. Like I got to hire somebody. Right. And then we can grow to get, like we can do this together and we can go so much further than we ever could with just one person pulling the weight. Yeah. So I think you see that all the time. Oh, with your all clients, the time. With one person being in a comfort zone mm -hmm. and the other one not. All the time. And it's not that they don't have dreams or goals or whatever, but they also don't want to move, right? They have dreams. Like, yeah, I'd love to do that one day. Oh, I'd love to do that one day. Oh, I'd love, yeah, yeah, sure. I'd love to like, you know, retire early and, you know, be home with the kids or whatever. But then they don't move. 
And so you're like, this is your opportunity. We, we want to learn how to do this. So you got to move. And they're like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Like it'll happen when it happens 20 years later. Like you're still in the same spot. You're still in the same lazy boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nothing has happened. So you have to be willing to, to take that risk, right? And so you can't stay in that comfort zone and that complacency of being like, okay, well, I got a raise and I guess this is it, you know, whatever. We'll go on a family trip once a year and it'll just be fine, that's fine. Like, no, I mean, the people, I'll say this, the power couples that we're talking to, that ain't good enough. So get out of your comfort zone if that's where you're finding that you're kind of set, you know, setting yourself there. Um, right. Because it, it's time to move on. Absolutely. And the only way to break out of inaction is to be able to recognize what's keeping you mm. from mm -hmm. those actionable steps and actively working towards overcoming them. So you might have to set clear goals. Mm -hmm. You might have to break tasks into smaller, more manageable steps. You might have to build up some self-confidence. You might have to manage your time more effectively. You might have to challenge those limiting beliefs, right? Taking those small actions and gradually increasing mm -hmm. momentum can help you overcome the inertia that you're experiencing and lead to more meaningful progress. I like that you said, you know, like making sure that you aware you are aware of it, right? The last thing I want, and this has happened a couple of times too, where I have clients who come to me who are just like, I guess this is the next best step I should take. And I go, mm, nope, sorry, this is not the right fit for you because you don't even know. You don't even know what you need. And so anything that I tell you is just kind of like, again, information, knowledge, and it's just like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But I want to look for or want to work with who get the best results, action takers who are aware of, I need help. I, I have been procrastinating. I have been comfortable for way too long. And I know that I have a bigger goal for myself and for my family and for my business. And it's just not there. I know I need help with understanding how to save consistently. I know I need help with making sure that my mindset is right when it comes to my spending. I know I want to go on several vacations a year and I don't know, like I'm making the money, but I just can't seem to figure it all out. How do I like, so you already have pinpointed everything that you want to shift. That to me, I'm like, you are aware of what you need to fix. So you will get value out of the coaching you get from me and you will see the results quickly as opposed to someone who comes to me and they're just like, yeah, I, I just feel like I should probably do something with my finances. Have you really done the work to, to actually recognize what it is specifically that you need to fix? Because anything I tell you will just go one ear and one not the other and it might be like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But you have to have some like, I'm ready to get to work, like that attitude. So I like that you said, you know, you setting clear, you gotta recognize it yourself before you get to that point. So as we're wrapping up today, Kim, give us a CTA, and I feel like you kind of just gave it to us, like you gotta have that end oh, goal yeah. in mind mm -hmm. of where you wanna be and then recognize and become aware of yeah. what's, so give us a CTA for today. Mm, I love CTAs. Okay, so your CTA for today is, you know, take some time within yourself um, so this is really great. Go to a quiet spot. My favorite is to just go for a walk and find a park bench. Um, but somewhere where there's not a lot of noise where you can really just think about what you desire. Okay. What is your end goal that you feel like you'd like to have in your business or in your home or whatever? And if it's really hard for you to think five, 10 years in the future, think at the end of this year, at the end of six months, at the end of, you know, whatever, where do you desire to be? And what is keeping you from getting there, right? And be as specific and detailed as possible. Write down what your house looks like. Write down what your your spouse is doing. Write down, you know, what like write down every aspect of what's happening in your life and your business, and really be able to be detailed about that. And then you're going to be able to pinpoint the spaces that are not as great as they could be to get to to get you to that point. And I guarantee you, one of them is going to be. I don't have savings. I don't have this. I don't have this. And I know if I had that, I'd be able to get to this point a lot faster. But I'm scared because like, you're going to go down this like rabbit trail of like, oh my gosh, like, I really need to work on, this is really a part of it. And once you have, again, that, that drive of, I have this goal, but these are the spaces I'm missing, you're going to be able to then know what places to focus on to be able to start taking moves towards your ideal goal instead of staying complacent so get to work that's the whole get point of work. this podcast this episode we want you to get to work and that's what we're about to go do we're about to get to go get to work and go work on 
this pocket coaching. We're going to start drafting and developing our first few episodes of the 52. So that is our plan for today, for this afternoon. I'm going to go to the gym. So, hey, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to work. Mm, So go, guys. Get to work. Go live in love, walk in wealth. Take care, y'all. Bye.